What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Hooked with TMO Fishing podcast, where we talk about fishing and recovery and whatever else we want to talk about. Just a disclaimer, I may or may not be wearing pants right now, but that's okay because you can only see from the top up if you're watching this on video. This episode, I'm taking it back to last year when I did a Facebook Live event with my friend Mark Delarosa of MDLR Fishing on YouTube. Mark is a retired Marine turned full-time YouTuber, makes his living uh, making YouTube fishing videos. He has an amazing channel. Check it out at MDLR Fishing on YouTube. Just a quick disclaimer before we get into this episode, I've since upgraded my internet uh, but we did have some lag and um, a little bit of audio issues. So please pardon that. Bear with it. You should be able to piece together everything that we are talking about through the little skips and blank spots. But it's not too, too bad. But I did want to give you a heads up. Anyway, hit that subscribe button. No matter where you're watching this or listening to this, it really helps me out a lot. Helps grow the channel. Helps tell the, the uh, platforms that you are watching it. And that way they keep putting it out to more people. So yeah, enjoy this. Enjoy this uh, little kind of throwback to uh, Mark and I chatting last year about what it's like to become a full-time YouTuber. Enjoy. So yeah, I've done a little background for everybody else. You and I, we met at ICAST last year. I yes. was just trying to play that, that video. Um, you were there um, just reviewing stuff from Old Town and, and that. I think was a really good idea with their PR department is to reach out to people like yourself who were, um, you were really a Hobie guy. Um, that was, yeah. that was your boat, you know, and, and you guys were given honest feedback, you know, on the boats that they were given. Cause there was no, you know, you weren't being paid. You, there was, you weren't pro staff, none of that. Um, so you would come to ICAST to, to look at, you know, that 2020 predator and, and uh, just kind of, you know, cover the show from, from your end. And then again, uh, last summer, we get to hang out a little bit more. Uh, I guess it was still work, but it didn't really feel like work when you came to Maine <laughs> and we just fished all day in those new boats. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I guess that just shows a lot about the character of old town, how much they believe in their product, giving a, uh, a social media influencer, so to say, as a YouTube creator to, uh, just like the free will to talk about what they like, what they don't like, what they you know, what they want to see inside their boats and everything. And then for them to actually listen to the feedback that we had to give, knowing that I used to be a Hobie boy and uh, they finally knocked it out the park with that autopilot 120. The mm -hmm. autopilot in general, you know, the 136 is, it's going to be just as great, but uh, working with those guys, uh, them working with the channel has been nothing short of amazing with what they have been able to do in the kayak industry, a top tier kayak and out there in the market at such a low price. It kind of is a win-win situation for everybody involved, whether you're an old town lover, a Hobie lover, or all those other kayaks that are out there because this kayak comes in at such a great price uh, with a, a good everybody in general wins because the other companies are going to have no choice but to maybe lower their prices right 
Yeah, it's uh, it's definitely a good idea. You know, you, you, there are always going to be haters and naysayers and people that don't oh, yeah. believe it. They think, oh no, it's not, it's not uh, genuine or organic. And and I got to tell you, it is. And and watch some of the earlier videos from you know you and I think it was Nick, um, Nick, yeah. yeah, and Jack and Elias. I mean, you guys didn't take it easy on the boats. I mean, you gave honest opinions and you talked about the things you didn't like about them. I think in your early ones, you know, you had still said that your Hobie was going to be your main boat for, for a lot of things. And then, um, then the yeah. autopilots came out. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no doubt. Uh, that the autopilot 120 after putting it through its paces. I mean, whenever we tried it in August, when myself, you and, uh, Alex went yeah. up to Maine, uh, just testing it out up there. I was like, wow, I was already, you know, the light bulb went off on how I was going to be able to apply that here in Texas. And, uh, my whole audience knowing that dominantly really shallow water, 12 inches or less in most cases, um, you just figure out how to make it work. And, uh, what it has done more so is basically open up a lot more fishing styles to me that I normally wouldn't do because trying to control your kayak and keep it, you know, steer clear of all else that autopilot has done it. The spot lock is just a feature that to do without now because you just don't realize how much it means to you until you actually use it. So, I mean, yeah. it's, it's a spectacular platform to fish from. Yeah, it is. I mean, between the deck space and the spot lock and the, you know, the auto, the, you know, autopilot feature. I mean, I was in mine yesterday for nine hours down in Cape Cod fishing the salt for black sea bass and everything else. And, uh, there was at one, there was this one point, there's this one hump that I love. And, and I found it two years ago when I was down there, I fished my way out to it and it was, it's, uh, well, it's about three miles offshore. It was, oh, two wow. point, yeah, it was 2.2 miles from where I was yesterday when I decided, all right, I'm going to have to go out there because I caught giant black sea bass on this particular home. And I hit that autopilot. I got myself going in the right direction. I hit that autopilot and I never touched it again until I arrived out there. I mean, <laughs> literally in the current kept me, I didn't, you know, I didn't set a waypoint. If you had the spot lock, you could set a waypoint out there. That, that'd be even better, but I didn't, I just kept it in a direction and I used that heading, that autopilot feature. And it just 2.2 miles I just kept looking at my fish finder and I was still right on course. I was like, man, I'm heading right for it. And I was eating my lunch and changing out some gear. And yeah, man, it, was, it was awesome. I remember when, when I was asked to come up there last summer, when you guys were in town, I knew they were putting a spot lock motor in a kayak. And I just, I have that same motor on my big boat. I have a bow mount, 55 pound. I just couldn't imagine how they were going to make it work. You know what I mean? I'm, that's why they're the engineers and I'm the fishing guide because I couldn't wrap my mind around it. And I remember when I saw it, I was just like, oh my God. Yeah. This is it. Because, you know, you see people putting bow mount trolling motors on their kayaks and fishing tournaments that way, but those those kayaks aren't built for that. They weren't they're just designed around it like this one was. Yeah, no doubt. Um, just being able to see what you're going to do with that platform in particular and i'm not trying to turn this into like an old town show or anything like that but uh yeah. the same hat and everything <laughs> i know right uh us from the icast um but yeah that, that i think most people 
uh, are like me and you, uh, I probably never would have given Old Town a shot at all because I've, I've been a faithful Hobie boy for years, uh, darn near like 10, close to 11 years in Hobie platforms, the Outback and Pro Angler. And uh, they never really gave me a reason to look elsewhere. And so I've always stuck with the platform. But whenever they reached out and they said, hey, well, yeah, I'd like one. I mean, I'd be crazy not to take one. Leave it on your garage. That's what I've done with every old town that I have owned and they do not warp or their shape does not, uh, just, it, it, it keeps its shape, uh, no matter what, even in the hot Texas heat, while it's on my kayak rack, uh, I don't have to worry about that plastic whatsoever. It was just a phenomenal kayak all the way around. Yeah. Yeah. I hear you. Well, not to turn this into an old town commercial, but, you know, I think it's, there are a lot of good kayak manufacturers out there today, and it's really a matter of which ones best meet your needs for the way you fish, right? So, yeah. I mean, that's, you know, that's the reason I'm, I'm with Old Town is they make an amazing product. They're really good people that work for that company and their kayaks fit my needs better than any that I've ever tried. So, you know, yeah, it's a. Uh, you still own your Hobie, right? Your Hobies? No, I don't. I, I sold those. Oh, really? I, I, I have a need for them. Yeah, that's why I tried to say it in my video. I received a couple of comments in said uh, Hobie Outback or Hobie something to that effect dethroned. And uh, it was in reference, you know, my opinions and everything else as it pertains to my style of fishing. But I have no need for those kayaks anymore. The the Autopilot 120 has basically fulfilled every need that my Outback uh, did for me, but it does it at a higher level. It allows me to fully concentrate on the art of fishing versus the art of controlling a boat to allow you to fish. Yeah, so, I mean, uh, that's why I, I absolutely love it. Yeah, nice. Well, if you guys want to know, want to see more about the boats, Mark has a ton of videos, really good reviews, and he's fishing in them all the time and real practical. Uh, if you want to see him in action or you'll get a lot of your questions answered, definitely go check out MDLR Fishing on, on YouTube. Appreciate it. Let's, let's talk a little bit about you. Um, I was, I was in, intrigued when we met and I started to hear a little bit about your story that you were re retired from the Marines. Um, tell, talk a little bit about your, your military career. So, uh, 22, a little over 22 years of service in the Marine Corps. I retired as a master gunnery sergeant, which is an E9. That's the highest rank that you can go in the Marine Corps or any like service, uh, in our branches. And, uh, after that, Th those years of service, I, I knew I was done to come back home. I had spent the last approximately seven years away from my family. So I, and, uh, my final seven years I did away from home. So I was commuting back and forth. Oof. The toughest tour that I had was going to New York as uh, a master gunnery sergeant to, uh, run, uh, the squadron out, uh, what was it, uh, Stewart Air Base, and 
took its toll on me. It took its toll on my family. So I was done and I didn't know what I wanted to do. Uh, just like I think most people really don't know what they truly want to do. I just knew that I wanted to be happy in life. Uh, I was tired of living on a schedule, tired of helping to build other people's dreams. And so uh, watching YouTube one day, I, I learned that these young gentlemen were not even out of college. Some of them dropped out of college. They were doing YouTube, found out that they were earning money by doing that. So I researched it a little bit more and I gave it a lot of long, hard thought and uh, come up with the decision to basically, I'm going to try this out. So I learned to start uh, filming a little bit better. I studied their like template, so to say, on how mm -hmm. they filmed what audio equipment they were using, what camera equipment they were using. And just through time, I started acquiring everything, uh, learned how to edit and applied what I loved about their YouTube channels to what I was trying to do. And uh, thank goodness everything it worked out because when my boss asked like, hey, what are you going to do after the Marines? And I was like, I'm not going to do anything. I have no intent on going back to corporate America or going to corporate America. Um, I just want to enjoy my time and just live a, a simple life. And, and now I'm able to do it. That's awesome. And, and you know, it's funny. I think a lot of people treat YouTubers as like some insiders club. Like there's some secret they know, like the equipment that they don't tell anybody. And, and it's, yeah. it's amazing. You know, you go on your videos and, and look in the descriptions and there's a list of, all your gear, including your, your camera and audio equipment. I mean, it's all there. There's, there are no secrets and it's not some secret insiders club. It's really, um, you know, you see these communities of YouTubers that, that eat in that live in the same areas and they meet and they'll get together and film together or fish yeah. together while they film. I, I've seen, you know, you and Nick at times are both filming, you're fishing together and you're both filming for your channels. And, you know, yeah, it's, it's, it's one of the best ways to grow for sure on do of collaborations uh, with other YouTubers in different areas if you're able to pique their interest. Say this one thing that I have learned throughout the close to three years that I have been filming full time is another YouTuber that's around your channel size as far as um, because there's different caliber YouTubers that are out there. Some of them have a really heavy business sense about their channel, just doing it for their health or just because they love fishing solely. Now, I mean, naturally, if you're a fishing YouTube channel, you you love fishing. I mean, that's your your passion foremost. But the other half of it, you know, you may start off because it's your passion and that's what you enjoy sharing with the world. But then as you just this online content world, uh, companies, they start reaching out to you because they notice how you conduct yourself online and they thoroughly enjoy it. And they can see you uh, using their product to show the entire world that their product works. Not that, hey, we want to pay you to use our product, whether it works or not. Um, and just show that it works. And if you enjoy it, well, I mean, it's, it's yours. Basically get rid of it. Uh, that's yeah. the way I've approached it. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's been a blast, man.
Yeah, yeah, it sounds it. Um, yeah, I remember, um, you know, I've had a channel for a long time and it's, I'm a fishing guide, you know, that's, that's more what I do full time. And I can't believe the number of people that, that come to me by way of my YouTube channel. But, you know, I've been a, I've been a one or a two GoPro kind of guy for years. And I remember talking to you at iCast and I was like, so how much equipment <laughs> do you mind me throwing this number out? Yeah, no, I don't care. I was like, how much equipment do you have? And you were like, well, with me, I have about $8,000 worth of equipment in my backpack right now. And I was just like, holy crap, <laughs> eight grand. But yeah. you have some really nice, I mean, nice camera and lenses and your audio. And you, you remember you telling me like, I'm a stickler for good audio and video. Yeah. And, I mean, it, it's definitely, you know, it, there's a distinct difference between, you know, somebody who just goes out with a GoPro and, and, you know, somebody who's made the investment, it's a business expense, a business investment um, to, to give better audio and video to, um, to the people that watch their channel. And I guess I have to thank you because I, it made me relook at like my audio and, and the quality of my editing and cost me money. So I, I guess I'll, I'll thank you for that because <laughs> it definitely was inspira- inspiring, you know, to, to talk to you guys and, and to see it like, you know, like I said, it's not an insider's club um, and there's a lot of help out there and people are willing to help each other out. It's not as competitive as you would think. Yeah, no, I think everybody is open. I mean, that's how I found out uh, what gear to possibly try out. And then it also helps to just have your YouTube friends because you basically talk to each other and help navigate this, uh, again, uh, YouTube world with a business mindset on if I'm going to do this and uh, if I'm, I have a real big reach uh, for an audience, um, how can I do this full time? How is it going to help to feed my family and, and keep the roof over our head? Because it is very scary. You could, like everything that you have worked to to build up, uh, you could uh, if do one change that is to be able to take thing you know they start dropping like flies they don't want to watch your content anymore so it's crazy um how quickly you can lose it but that's what you lean on each other for it's like hey you ask advice before making big to the way content because people are attracted uh and basically they have gravitated towards your personality your content might be it's always better to have experience elsewhere to, as an outside viewer looking in at you and just to give you that advice. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's, it's good advice. It's, um, you know, one thing I've noticed is that it's trying to film, like I love to fish, right. And I'm a fishing guide. And when I'm as busy as I want to be, I don't get to fish. So when I do get to fish, I don't always want to deal with battery changes and full SD yeah. cards. You know what I mean? Like it just, nothing drives me crazy. You know, ice fishing sponsors, I was at a, at a training, uh, it was two years ago, one of my bigger sponsors and they, the owner of the company was there and he was like, you know, we really liked it. I hadn't really done much with YouTube in two years, two or three years. He said, we really liked it when you were making those YouTube videos, Tim. And I was like, Ooh, <laughs> you know, so I, cause I had gotten away from it cause I just got tired of dealing with batteries and, 
you know, and shot, making sure I'm facing the right direction and, you know, might be in a place that I don't want to totally blow up. So I got to make sure that it's not right behind me. And, you know, I mean, cause I'm not the only one that fishes these places and out of respect for the other people that fish there. I do, I try to take that into consideration and on some of the less popular areas and try not to make them too popular. So it's not all just jump in the kayak and, and run out there and, and fish. And I, it's not even how I make my living. So. I can only imagine that, you know, from your end. It is, it is tough, no, no doubt. I mean, I can't tell you how many times it's happened to me where you just learn from uh, previous exper- experience where it's been a very tough day of fishing. Next thing you know, you hook into a big redfish. And uh, being that I'm a bit unconventional with using ultralight casting rods and a bait caster, um, to fight these 24 inch reds and they just take drag like no other then the battery dies and you're like okay let me just finish fighting this guy then I'll swap the battery out and continue filming after I've already landed him and you go throughout the remainder of the day you don't make any more catches and you're like oh my gosh you know so half of my video was wasted because of the battery dying so then you just learn like the battery dies. Okay. You can't tell the fish to time out. So you kind of loosen the drag and do a battery swap to your GoPro with the fella on the line. And hopefully he doesn't get off or take you into the oyster because they'll pull like no other. And, uh, once you get the battery back in, then you continue on fighting. But now I've learned to carry another GoPro just so that at least, Mm. but uh, I have a, a, an additional camera rolling in the event that something like that happens. But I, I completely understand where you're going with that because as fishermen, that's what you want to do. You, you don't want to mess with audio or video during the middle of a fight because you just tend to forget that the camera is there and the camera is rolling. And then of catching uh, a big fish you can't you cannot help voice and stuff like that it is what it is like the audience is either gonna like it or hate it you know just move on if you hate it please uh let's talk about the early days you've been at it for three years you said yes i'm gonna assume you said i've been doing youtube for approximately three years yeah Uh, yeah um i did i retired from the marine corps in august or it was yeah, August of 2017, and uh, ever since then, actually, 2017 is whenever I moved back home. I was still on uh, active duty, and I retired on January or December 31st, 2017. But I actually started fishing full time whenever I was allowed to come back home to Houston, and uh, that was August 2017. And just been doing it ever since then. I had a like a pretty robust savings uh, to be able to hold the plan. She thought I was crazy. Actually, she didn't even like outright tell me, like voice her opinion. But in her, you know, in her own mindset, she was like telling me that now I I think he's only going to probably last three months, and then he's going to get bored and get a job. But no, I was like, just give me, just please give me two years to show that it's going to work. And if it doesn't work, then, you know, I'll be forced to basically get a job. 
And after about one year, I remember June in 2018, and I was like, oh my gosh, uh, YouTube is not paying anything. You have to be in it for the long haul. And uh, YouTube just does not pay anything at all. So I found out about a crowdfunding website, uh, decided to join that. And that is for like true, uh, like my core audience is what I consider them, or actually the hardcore audience. And they absolutely love the content that I'm producing. And just by donating a couple of dollars here and there, uh, that has helped me tremendously to carry forth because the savings, it, it basically, I went through it quick because the bills yeah. still have to be paid when you're not bringing <clears throat> money in. And, uh, yeah. that was the saving grace of the channel and allowing me to continue fishing. But yeah, we, we, our whole lifestyle basically changed. So I'm grateful for the family allowing me the opportunity to do what it is that I'm doing. And they've adjusted the uh, spending lifestyle that the Marine Corps had afforded us uh, mm -hmm. before. But uh, now everything is falling into place. Uh, the longer you stay in the game, and if you present yourself in a respectable fashion, uh, you know, you, you don't have to stray from your true self. But if you can use better words to convey what it is that, you know, your message, uh, mm -hmm. instead of the short four letter words, just ex use the expanded vocabulary that <laughs> was gifted to you in school. And, uh, the companies will notice you, as I said, and some of them want to work with you. And then some of them will even help you out monetarily, uh, through partnerships and stuff like that. So it, it's mm -hmm. been, it, it's been great. And it's always positive growth as long as you keep publishing content and, staying relevant in the world yeah. of youtube yeah yeah so i'm i'm guessing you didn't you didn't open a youtube channel and and end up with 32,000 subscribers overnight at what point did you did you know like okay i think it'll work i think this is gonna this is gonna work that was when um i i kind of figured that i was on the right track when the fishing industry started taking note of the channel. Now, of course you get a lot of companies that uh, send you emails and like, Hey, we would like you to promote this product. We're willing to give you this for free and just use it and uh, show people that, you know, you can catch fish or whatever and just let them know about it, where they can purchase it and everything else. Uh, when that started happening with the smaller companies, um, I was like, okay, we're on the right track. I was real happy to uh, be presented with those offers. But then when the top tier companies start coming to you and offering, you know, the, uh, the handshake and, and saying, hey, this is what we have. This is what we would like to do. Um, are you okay with it? And that's whenever I absolutely knew that, okay, this is definitely going to work. Um, yeah. Because now we get to live a very comfortable lifestyle. It, it's still nothing extravagant, but uh, just to put it into context, my wife, it, this was her last year of teaching and uh, she has basically stopped. And 
my paycheck alone um, is now going to afford her the opportunity to just have peace of mind and kind of do an early retirement without actually receiving retirement. So uh, yeah, we're well on our way and nobody's going to take what I've, uh, what I've done away from me, nope. but me, and, you know, and the only way I will throw it away is if I stop, like if I get lazy or complacent and don't come up with any, uh, my audience, you know, no longer wants to see. Yeah. Yeah. Before we get too far into it, thank you for your service. Um, you know, that's definitely a, a long, a long career and I'm, I'm sure you've, you've been through it and, uh, you deserve, you deserve a break at this point. Um, but <laughs> on behalf of myself and everybody watching, yeah, thank you. Thank you for your service. I appreciate it. Um, yeah, I knew, uh, I was telling my girlfriend, Samantha, was we were talking about this just before I, I came on. And, and she's like, so how did you how did you pick? Because I, I know a bunch of you guys, you know, and I, yeah. was just, I don't know. There was just something he's, you know, he's, he's got a very inspiring story, you know, retired Marine turned YouTuber. Like there are probably, you know, tens of thousands of of 16 year old kids. I wish they were all watching this right now, but they're probably thinking to themselves, that would be awesome. You know, if somebody said, would you like to go into the military and when you get out fish for a living? Um, yeah. So, you know, very inspiring story and your humility definitely comes through in your videos and, and you're the same guy in person for anybody watching. Mark's the same guy in person that he is. There's no act. There's no character. It's just what you see is what you get. And I think uh, myself, a lot of people like me appreciate that about, about your videos. And, and a lot of the people, you know, that, you know, Nick's videos are very, very similar. It's just what you see is what you get. Mm -hmm. So how is the the growth to kind of keep it on the on your channel? How is the growth? I mean, I I've been watching it, but you know, I have I've been following you, you know, mostly just since last year. How is your growth? Uh, is it increasing over time? Obviously, you know, you the yeah. speed of your growth, I should say. Um, well, for let's just say a middle aged YouTuber uh, <laughs> in the fishing niche, um, it it's tough. It can be very is definitely a tough maze to it's hard to get that younger audience who's very with like all the social media platforms that are out there that you can use instagram uh twitter uh what's mm -hmm. the new one now uh tiktok yeah out of those to funnel that traffic from those platforms out there towards your youtube and then your numbers will tend to grow. Also, the other thing, and I'm not trying to put down any young YouTuber by any means, um, it's just that a middle-aged man on YouTube, you cannot get away with what an 18, maybe a 24-year-old would do on their fishing channel because your audience is like, dude, how old are you? You should know better, man. Yeah. So trying to go out there and find that viral video, we just, at our age, uh, we don't hunt them down. It's like, I got too much to live for. There's way too much success of the channel that if I were to do something idiotic, then 
my channel probably would not be able to recover from it is like have a little bit of dignity. So it's tough for us. Um, the growth is definitely steady. It's always positive growth every month. And I would say I a hundred percent, uh, well, no, not, not a hundred percent, a hundred percent of full-time YouTubers definitely track their growth and they're always digging in their analytics every day, just like a person on wall street, taking a look at their stocks. Um, what can you do that's better? Trying to find trends on titles that you used, uh, thumbnails that you've used. Um, you're basically trying to get that edge to hopefully figure out YouTube's algorithm because you can have the best video in the world, but if YouTube's algorithm doesn't take note of your mm -hmm. video, they're promote it. If they don't promote it, then you don't reach another audience. That's why you always hear YouTubers uh, like, subscribe, share, whatever. The share definitely helps out because that is by word of mouth, someone talking about your channel and uh, maybe they're watching a video at work or school and they, oh, check out what just happened. And then they show their buddy and they all subscribe. So that's a good thing. The likes and comments, that just helps to let the algorithm know that your video or channel is generating a lot of chatter and maybe we need to recommend this video more. But to put it in a number, right now my current growth is about 60 subscribers a day. So I'm very pleased with how that's going. Um, yeah. I don't expect to be a hundred, maybe a thousand a day. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I'm I'm pleased because it's allowed me to live a a comfortable lifestyle. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. What? Uh, how many days a week do you are you on the water? So weather, weather permitting. Yeah, well, we'll go out there maybe at the most four days. We've had really bad weather, and then I will go nonstop. It's like I have been cooped up indoors for so long that I just have the gas in the tank to go seven days, sometimes 10 days in a start uh, stockpiling my footage from fishing trips. And mm -hmm. sometimes you, uh, you get skunked when you go out there. And yeah. I, I even show those videos as well because it happens. I mean, anybody who never shows a skunk video, whether the audience wants to see it or not, it just lets them know that you're, like, hey, you're only human, and right. you're <laughs> you're not a professional like fisherman who is going to these tournaments, and that's how they're putting food on the table. I mean, you're just a regular person. Sometimes you get lucky. I always present myself as like I'm the luckiest person in the world, and <laughs> tune everything and start patterning out these fish. To me, it's just all luck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or they say 90% luck, 10% skill. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, part of the luck is that 10%, as you said, uh, is making your luck happen by putting yourself in the right place at the right time, just based off of everything that you've learned. Yeah, yep, totally. I really, I can't, this was, this was um, maybe even a little selfish. I was really excited just to hear, you know, your, your story in more, in more detail than we were able to get into uh, under the, some of the work situations that we've, we've been around each other for. Um, 
definitely, you know, inspiring story. And again, thank you for your, for your service to the country and, and, uh, and now for giving me something to watch when I look out the window and see the wind blowing too hard to fish on my home lake. So it's, uh, you, you make really good content. It's real. It's, uh, it's not scripted or salesy or, or anything like that. You know, you're, it's, it's honest and, uh, quality. So I appreciate it. Anybody that's watching this, uh, if you do have a question later on, go to Mark's channel and, and comment on, on one of his videos. Uh, I go through your comments pretty regularly and I see how many of the questions you, you answer, which is pretty much all of them. Um, so yeah, anybody that has any questions, MDLR fishing, Mark De La Rosa. I really, really appreciate you taking the time to do this. Uh, anything we didn't talk about that you want to throw in there? Any, any plugs or anything like that you want to say? No, no, I, I, I'm perfectly fine. Uh, I, to you know talk with you and catch up and uh hopefully the audience found whatever we were talking about interesting enough to check out the channel and that, that would be cool cool awesome well i'll let you get on with your evening it's uh it's almost nine o'clock here i got a full belly and my <laughs> eyes are looking forward to zoning out on some mindless television show probably so uh right, thanks brother. again thanks again man and uh happy fishing and hopefully we get to talk soon all right tight lines to you brother see ya bye